Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Purple Access, of course, part of the Purple Daily family. Uh, we rotate between our friend Tyler Fornis of VikingsWire.com and also my good friend Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune. It is a chipper week this week. Judd, Declan, uh, Purple Access brought to you by our friends at TCL. If you're not watching a TCL, especially a football season nearing, what are you doing? And also, uh, before we start, I want to talk to you about the fact that Livia Days have arrived. I've been talking about the story for a couple of years now, but the uh, fine folks at Livia Weight Control Centers helped me a couple of years ago take off 40 pounds. The most important thing is they help you take the weight off and then keep it off. Uh, they are there every step of the way. And right now, best deal of the summer. Join today. Get 50% off your personalized program. Lose 10 or more pounds in your first two weeks. Look at that guy right there, huh? There's a reason why Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A. He's double fisting there too, Chip. I don't know if you see he's got both drinks in his hand. Uh, no, it's da- it's uh, one was Don's. That's what he says. I don't know. That's a wine. Yeah. That's a wine. Judd, sports dad don't drink wine. Uh-uh. Sports dad is, um, he's a beer guy, but uh, he knows, yeah. he knows that drinking wine is extremely dangerous to his state of mind. And so he stays away from the red stuff. <laughs> All right, Chipper, uh, training camp has basically arrived, starts next week. Uh, want to get to a couple things today, but I want to start off with this one because there's a lot of moving parts still. There's a lot of question marks um, as training camp nears. What are your favorite or, in your mind, I guess, most interesting training camp storylines involving the Vikings? Well, I'd say number one, without a doubt, is contracts. I'll say contracts, plural. Does the Neil Hunter show up yep. if he doesn't have a, a new contract? What is Jefferson, Justin Jefferson? Now, he said it at OTAs to Kevin Seifert's uh, point, or minicamp that he will be here, right? Contract mm-hmm. or no contract done. But do they get something done before training camp starts? And then we're not expecting anything. Uh, Kirk Cousins contract related um, before camp. But that's going to be a storyline all season. So I would say contracts 
and the cloud that kind of hangs over right now, at least, um, uh, going into training camp. Uh, two would be defense. Just, you know, what does B-Flow's defense look like? Um, yep. Can it be what they want it to be without if, you know, this the Neil Hunter situation doesn't get resolved and um, – I assume it will get resolved in some way, but this defense needs Daniel Hunter as a pass rusher. If he's yes. not in it, it looks completely different. Yes. But overall, globally, like what does this defense look like? Is it going to be uh, what we saw throughout spring practices? Um, and then, you know, um, you know, kind of what what this offense, how it evolves in year two. Um, you know, you have no Dalvin Cook. You have no Adam Thielen. You know what? What do? How does year two of of the O'Connell Cousins um, kind of relationship and the implement in the offense? Are we going to see more? Is it new wrinkles? Is it? Um, you know, you have some new wide receivers in there. Obviously, the rookie. Um, I just want to see what that looks like in year two. So I think those three are the three biggest uh, uh, storylines. So let's uh, go back to your first one in the contracts, because I do think that you hit on something that's pretty important, and it's this. I think moving on from the Thielens and the Cooks and Kendricks is, is fine. And I, there seems to be a national storyline that, you know, how what, what are the Vikings doing? They won 13 games, and they lost all, and they got rid of all of these valuable veterans. Yeah. But I'm with you on Daniil. Um, if Daniil Hunter is traded or – well, he, he would probably – he's either going to get a new contract and show up or not show up and try and force the team's hand to trade him. But that's the one where it would definitely impact my prediction. Like, mm-hmm. D- Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Kendrick being gone absolutely has no bearing on what I would predict for a win total for the 2023 Vikings. I'm with you. If Daniil's gone, that is going to have I'm, – I'm going to have to there, – there's a, a baseball war component there. There's a <laughs> that's right, yeah. over replacement component <laughs> that's going to have to, I think, impact predictions. Yeah, I, I can smell a, a Zolgad uh, column coming on with, with the, the war for the war, the war, the war for Daniel. Um, no, you're right because because there's just unproven behind him. I mean, they just there's not a track record really. Um, you're, you're you're counting on hope and you're counting on. Uh, Flores's defense and coaching to pull something out of guys, but we don't know that. Right. With Hunter, you know what you're going to get, I think, by and large. Um, and so that's why I think, Judd, they have to get something done with him, right? I mean, I understand that this is tricky because of injury history and whatever, trying to zero in on his value um, relative to that position because, yes, he was on a historic trajectory up until two years ago, and then things have, have been muddied because of injuries and changing schemes, but still he's in his prime. He's what, 28, 29 years old, still highly effective pass rusher. And it goes back to what's your options. If he's not here, <laughs> they're not attractive. And so I think they get something done with him. Um, and even, you know, with him, I, I, I expect an improved defense. Um, Cause I think they're going to, try what we thought we were going to see last year in, in terms of being aggressive, but man, you talk about a lot of question marks. Um, and not saying that a lot of them won't be turn out to be positive. The answer. Yeah. Some of them are, are, you know, 
not all of them are going to be. Some of them are going to be, you know, guys who are not going to uh, excel. You know, not every player that's unproven is going to be, you know, or turn out to be a terrific player. So, um, but I do like what we saw in in, in OTAs and minicamp, and 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 that's without Hunter. But I just think they desperately need his pass rushing. Well, and if they don't have that, I guess my, my question is this. The intention of being aggressive is awesome. And, like, yes, I don't think there's any – there's no way that you can be as passive as Ed Donatel was. So I fully expect that Brian Flores, with or without Daniil Hunter, is going to put on more pressure. But if you don't have him, what happens to your secondary then, too? Because I it. just and, – and it's not about actually getting home, per se. It's not the sack total. It's the pressure total. Who's mm-hmm. going to bring – Who's going to bring the sufficient pressure? Because the one thing I don't think that, that you can do, unless we're all absolutely shocked, is ask this young cornerback group, for the most part, to hold up if the quarterback, yeah. if the quarterback has enough time. Well, that yeah, and and you know, we saw the, how the way they used Metellus and moved him around. Well, I got to think he's going to be a better player if the Neil Hunter's there than if he's not there, right? that you're going to feel more comfortable asking him to do different things if you're going to have that consistent pass rush. So, um, yeah, it, it would make – it makes all those guys' uh, jobs a little easier uh, if you have a consistent pass rush, and that's what um, – you know, that's 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 what they're going to have to try to generate um, either through, you know, blitzes or just having, you know, a guy like Hunter who can, you know, do it on his own. Um, well, and scare teams. Yeah, exactly. You know, just scare teams, flat out scare them. So it's, I mean, you got what a week and change here for them to figure this out. And I still feel like, we, I mean, me, me and you covered a number of these, right? You arrive at training camp that day, uh, someone signs, you have the press conference outside of Gage Hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we won't have Gage Hall to do it anymore, but I, I still feel like one of those is going to happen. Either it's Hunter, uh, or Jefferson, um, but I just have to feel like as they get closer to this, I don't know if it's a hard and fast deadline, but just because they don't want to deal with this stuff throughout training camp, right? They like to get it done for training camp so they can just focus on football. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, you have some news like that leading into camp. Yeah, and it, it won't be entirely shocking if it's actually the Hawkinson contract because I, I would imagine yeah. that that's, te- that's really – that should be, unless the ask is absurd, which I don't think it will be, that should be the yeah. easiest – Want to get done. The guy in Jacksonville just got signed. Tight ends still get paid. They don't get paid a ton, but they do get paid now. But, yeah. you know, TJ Hawkins is at a point in his life and career where I think it'd be pretty easy to work out a, a multi-year contract that both sides can be happy with. Yeah, and he's, I mean, we saw how important he is in O'Connell's scheme and how important he is to Cousins. So, I mean, that one seems like it would be kind of textbook, right? It doesn't seem like it would be too complicated for them to be able to get uh, accomplished and it's the easiest and of all of them it is and he's you know he's an ascending player he's in the prime he's a guy that you reward and is a you know a big piece of your offense so I, that's an obvious one to get done too yeah exactly right um i want to ask you about this too because i feel like the vikings this is a position the vikings have uh long overpaid it's become a big issue and that is the story of running backs because yeah. Saquon Barkley is not pleased. And and now there, there were just flat out more high profile guys that thought that they were going to get paid or in Cook's case got cut. Um, 
to me, this isn't a new story, though, Chipper. I, I'm not sure what you think, but it feels like it's being like, oh, my God, now running backs aren't getting. First of all, here, um, this team has paid backs far more than most teams have been willing to for a long time. But I also don't think like this is a new new thing. If you're a young, really talented guy, I think the advice is go play receiver or cornerback. <laughs> go play running back, yeah. Go play running back. But we've known that for a while, right? I know. Well, I, I, I think you said it right because of the names involved, um, the market involved, right? Um, and just there's there's more of them probably now. But, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the devaluation of running backs in this modern uh, football with throwing the ball and, and, you know, not being so reliant on running, um, running backs and the, you know, there's a shelf life with those guys that is, uh, short. And so do you want to commit that kind of money to with injury risk? So I don't think it's anything new. I just think it's, uh, because of the names in the market that, that's getting this attention and, and, you know, I mean, the Vikings, you could say they were in that, in that realm because they just were not going to pay Dalvin the price tag. He was, I mean, he finished, I think, 26th in carries. And maybe that's not where O'Connell wants to be, but I don't think – I would be shocked if um, they'd pay that kind of money to a running back again with O'Connell as the head coach. doesn't mean he doesn't want to run. We've heard it you know, all spring that he wants to be the more old- efficient running the ball, but I don't think right. they're going to commit that kind of dollars to a running back with this regime. The only one – the only one that I've heard of, have seen of late that I might consider, and I probably w- wouldn't, is Saquon. Because when we saw him, he made a difference. Like he is a yeah. full difference maker. But beyond that, I think the Vikings did the exact right, right thing, and I don't think the guys should be surprised they're not getting paid. No, no, and you know, there's there's still I think for the really, really, really special ones, you know, Adrian Petersons, you know that type of running back, I think there'll still be opportunities to to get big paydays. I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where you're drafting a guy every other year just to kind of, you know, burn through him and churn through running backs and it doesn't matter who you put in there. I, I don't think it's we're going to get to that point. But there's no denying. I mean, the market's just dwindled in terms of high high mm-hmm. dollar for these running backs. And, um, and teams just view it differently. I mean, it's, it's just – the sports evolved. Um, and so I, you know, I have to assume all these, you know, Dalvin and these guys, they're going to get jobs, but probably just not at the pay salary that they're, they're expecting or they feel like they're worth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Going into Kevin O'Connell's second year here, what Chip Scoggins are you most, what what question did you have a year ago at this time that you're now the most certain of when it comes to O'Connell as a coach? How he would handle a, a team. Because you don't know, I mean, okay, you know he's, you know, the X's and O's. You got to figure he's going to be pretty good at that, right? Um, good scheme, creative, all that stuff. But you never know how a coach is going to handle crises, brush fires, bad losses, good wins, you know, any kind, just the day-to-day stuff of handling a team. You don't know, right? You don't know their personality. You don't know how they're going to handle being the leader of an organization. So I feel like we have a pretty good handle on how he's going to run the team now, right? Um, And I think he learned. I think he, you know, he's, he's talked about how, um, you know, certain situations. I think we saw it with the defensive coordinator last year. Um, I think we have a better just understanding of his personality and how he's, he, how he manages the team. And so to me, that's the biggest thing more than, okay, how's his offense going to evolve? It's more, right. We, we have a pretty good sense of how he's going to manage, you know, personalities and both positive and tough situations. Speaking of that, uh, what, what what were your impressions after you got back from vacation going through the quarterback series on yeah. Netflix? Because it not only gave us a really interesting view of Kirk Cousins, but I thought it provided some great yeah. insight on Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I, I've I have one episode left to go. I, I got through the the one last night where they lost in the in the. There's playoffs. not much left. From Kirk. I, that's what I think. Is yeah, eight, I, I eight figured it's. I figure it's going to be pretty much all Mahomes in the postseason from here on. Correct, out, but, it's uh, really good. Too. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I've, there's a lot to unpack. I thought it's very well done, Judd, and I thought it shed some new light on things. Or, or, or when you see it with your eyes and you take yep. it behind the scenes, it's more than someone telling you about something. Yep. Um, I thought Cousins, uh, how much punishment he took. I thought it was alarming, Judd. Like, I, you knew he got hit a lot, you know, the, both our, our eyes and the analytics said it. But when you hear him and you see him and you see the recovery that he goes through and all these things, um, I know their offensive line got better, but Judd, I mean, that, that has to be addressed this year, right? But yeah. let's, let's talk about the, the relationship with him and O'Connell. I found it interesting that they didn't butt heads, but there, there was some fieriness there that, that, the one time when, uh, when when cousin said I'm getting frustrated, or or maybe it was the Dolphins game, and uh, O'Connell said, "What do you see there?" And and he had to say, "No, wait a second, just lower the temperature here," because Cousins was getting hot. I thought that was interesting because we always think of like cool customer cousins and you know and you know cerebral and all that, but he's he's got a fieriness to him, kind of quiet burn that O'Connell looked like he. Um, 
understood. Like he the one thing he said, you know, you got to give him some time, let him, you know, talk it out or whatever. But um, I, I found that I found the way he handled Kirk was pretty interesting. So there, there was the one in the Dolphins game where where O'Connell's talking to Kirk. Kirk doesn't like the call, so he's trying to scream back because he yeah. obviously does not have a a way to to uh, communicate. That's a one way coach to quarterback. There's a time in the Colts game where they're getting trounced, and Kirk's like, "I'm yeah. getting frustrated." He's like, "Calm down, just calm <laughs> yeah. down." And and then there, the most the intriguing one was the Buffalo game. The Bills where one, Kirk yeah. called his own number. And O'Connell's yeah. like, you got to let me help you. Yeah, that's where he said, basically, you got to trust me here. Let me do yeah. this. Let me, yeah. And um, I think that's probably, you know, maybe that's the sign of a first-year thing, relationship, that they're still trying to figure each other out. You know, because I don't, man, to have that kind of, could you imagine having that uh, behind the scenes when Zimmer was the coach and hearing, like, what was going on there? I, I don't know. Or did he even pay it? Like, here's my question: He had did to he pay though, attention right? much, but he's calling the defense. Yeah, so but like, they had I don't to have there was some that much dialogue. time. Some, but I, you know, I don't think it was. I think their, I think their biggest problem was just a complete lack of communication. Well, that probably, yeah, yeah, there might. It probably was very limited, but you, you yeah. could see like uh, O'Connell saying, "You got to trust me in these situations. I'm going to help you, right? Let me, let me help you." Um, so that I, I found that to be an, an interesting dynamic. You can tell they have a good relationship, you know, that they can um, talk to each other in a heated way or in a, you know, like, hey, what do you, what do you want to do here type of way. Definitely pump Kirk up a lot. We saw yes. Um, yes. that felt intentional. We talked about that a lot. Um, that was, I think, I did a column on that throughout mini camp last year and training camp going to in going into training camp. It felt very intentional. Every time O'Connell spoke, he talked about his cousins. He's our leader. He's doing this. And it just like he was empowering him. And, and it felt like I think that came through in, in this documentary, too. Um, you know, I mean, we see cousins is very detailed, very businesslike, very uh, kind of leaves no stone unturned right in terms of trying to preparation and all the different things he does the body the mind we knew he did the memory thing the brain thing but to see him do it in his car and have that thing on his head yeah um it just kind of brings it home but um john he got beat to hell Mm -hmm. you know that that to me is something i guess we knew but i didn't know the extent that how much he was really hurting throughout that year with his feet the ribs all those things that took basically all week just to get ready to play again yeah that's the that's the intriguing one too and i i feel like probably it would be backed up by saying the majority of the pressure came from the inside the interior the guards um but yeah and and look he got beat to hell and it was impressive the fact that that he stayed in but no one's ever questioned that like he has been his starting streak which i think is interrupted by a game he set out because the vikings had a playoff spot clenched and covid yeah his starting streak, you know, because he has started, I think he started every career game he possibly could aside from those two, and those aren't injuries, has been incredibly impressive. I guess the thing about the whole documentary was, uh, it was, I'm with you, it was incredibly insightful. It was really, really interesting to watch. Nothing really shocked me or surprised me from the Kirk end, but it did, no. confer, it did confirm things, including how he does, you know, he tends to at times, I think the best word is pout. And O'Connell, 
And O'Connell is wired. And this is where the only sad thing, the only thing that struck me really as being sad about this is if O'Connell had had some of the talent Kirk has, because Kirk yeah. is talented, because um, yeah. he is wired like a quarterback, I, I can see why Belichick took him now. Sure, yeah. His wiring well, is spot on. He Well, that's the thing is, is he's played that position, so he knows what these guys are going through. When you said Powell, I think it's – you can see the – like the quiet burn. In, yeah. He fumes. It's not constructive. He fumes. Though. It's like very, you know, very, you know. Go um, drop an F-bomb, dude. Get it out. <laughs> like, Get the burn like Mahomes. out. Like yes, Mahomes. I don't want the like slow burn. It's like a I geyser. Want my, <laughs> I want my I want my QB to use your term to be a geyser of F-bombs. I love the fact he goes there <laughs> and he's pissed and he gets it out and then it's on, you know? Yeah. Kirk, you're, that, that's a perfect thing, yeah. a slow burn. And it's not, but it's not constructive. Yeah, it's not his personality though, Judd. I mean, that's just kind of. I don't. I mean, you are who you are, but you, you know, the thing is, like we're sitting up in the press box, and people are sitting in the stands. I don't think we can tell that, but to see it and hear it on the bench, he is ticked off a lot of times with things are going well, wrong. And I think where, but I think where you can sort of see it is, you know, how if if you watch a quarterback like Mahomes, he gets ticked, goes to the sideline, shows he's ticked, and then we'll go like right to the receivers or offensive line. Yeah. You know, Kirk basically, and we we see this at home games, goes and yep. sits down. Puts, puts and, his baseball hat on. And, <laughs> and puts the tablet in front of him. And then to use your turn, does the slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, occasionally we see the, the emotion come out, the, you know, the high five or punch or whatever the heck it was with Zimmer that one time. Um, yep. And we see it some, but yeah, it's, but you can tell like, uh, O'Connell has, has figured out how to kind of navigate that. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, well, let's, he's let's, trying. Let's lower, let's lower the temperature here. You got to calm down a little bit, you know, but which is good. It was cool to hear that, you know, good oh, to see great. that, you know. Um, but you're right in terms of being wired. I, he's so clued in on, on that position. And, and, you know, one, how difficult it is, but two, also that. That's why I, I I go back to him empowering and constantly praising Cousins. I think he knows his personality, and I think he knows like how hard that position is. And if you're sure. trying, if you're beating him up, that does no good. So you, you know you you have to stress all the the positive things. But he knows mentally. O'Connell does exactly what he wants and what he would mm-hmm. do and what he wants to do. But he couldn't do it because he wasn't talented enough. It wasn't that's good the, enough. Yeah. That's the intriguing thing. Like yeah. Kirk, I. I feel that because of Kirk's personality, he's sold short on talent. Like I always hear, he's not that. T- I disagree. I think yeah. his problems are mostly mental. I think as far as his his abilities go, his arm goes, I think he's damn talented. But he's got the the thing he's got, Chipper, and we have all covered guys, and 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 the great ones have this. Is and O'Connell has this the ability to suspend belief, like yeah. O'Connell's <laughs> unrelenting positivity when things are bad. Or or in the Dallas game where they're getting blown away and he just divorces himself, he moves on. He's like, we're going to come back yeah. on Thursday. Like, there's never a blip of, oh, my God, this is a disaster. It's really, yeah. it's, it's an impressive chip that I don't have. No, and it's uh, you can tell that Cousins is a deep thinker about this stuff. You're too much. Maybe overthinker. You know? I mean, he, he analyzes and scrutinizes every single thing. And it's probably – what has allowed him to have a really good career, right? When 
you know, he wasn't highly drafted, blah, 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 all that, you know. Um, it's it's what's allowed him to be a good quarterback, but I think he even said, was it him in this thing that says greatest strength is your greatest weakness? Yeah. That, you know, and, and so, uh, but it, yeah, I think it's it's been, uh, uh, I thought the whole thing was, it, it probably raises some stuff, some questions for camp, right? When we see these That's guys again, I, having, I texted Seifert that that exact thing. There there are now some intriguing questions. Yeah, probably mo- more for O'Connell than Kirk because Kirk's going to sure. deflect yeah, now. He but won't. there are some interesting questions about the dynamic of th- the relationship that yeah. we again we suspected maybe, but we didn't we didn't know, and now we know. And 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 they're not bad things. Um, no, in some cases no. they're complimentary. But yeah, I thought it gave us an outstanding look at like what transpired there. But even the quarterback, we know how hard it is to play quarterback. But even the one episode I thought was, you know, I love the inside kind of behind the curtain stuff where all three quarterbacks are having to spit out the verbiage of a play and yeah. just how complicated and just the process of trying to learn to play and memorizing. He's listening to his car and and all these different things. And, and Mariota had his wife quizzing him on it. It's just, you know, to remember a whole play sheet and all these different things, it's, it's fascinating how difficult that job is that that position we laughed at the time but do you remember when we were on the vikings beat circa 2008 or so or nine um i think it was eight do you remember children's would talk about tavares jackson the, the, the late tavares jackson's inability to spit out the play and we're like well what that that west coast like the stuff that Favre came in and knew like the back of his hand i think mm-hmm. was longer play calls than you're seeing in quarterback. And those play calls to your point are yeah. incredibly in depth, but I mean, that's the thing about it. You got to go in the huddle and communicate and articulate this to your teammates in a matter of seconds. And it's basically rocket science as far as non-football. Yeah. Fans are probably concerned. Well, it's too, you know, these loud stadiums and they're trying to make sure you hear it all. Like the one where cousins, who was the, he threw the touchdown. Was it the uh, Hawkinson or somewhere? He's like, Whatever it's called, you know, and he, and he threw it. They, oh, he, he forgot. The, yeah, he, that's at home. He forgets the he yeah. forgets the last part, but there's one guy left to address, and the yeah. guy knew exactly what to do. He's like, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, just do it. But, well, in the West Coast, uh, verbiage was notoriously long. And I remember, yep. I go back to the story, the, the morning well, your that great, the – Your great the, story I, that got I, submarined. I was so proud of this story. I, I, did a, I did a Sunday story in advance of a game. I wanted to do the, the whole process of setting up a, a – a game, a, a play call or a, a game plan, start to finish from Sunday to Sunday. The game plan, how's it come together? And and um, Bevel was the the offense coordinator, and I was, was talking to him one day. I was like, "Give me an example of it, like a play call." And so he he cited it, and it was just a pass play, Judd. The thing must have been a mile long to call. It was all the you know, it was like you know, fox truck left, right, you know, all this stuff. And yep. he's like, "Yeah, it's just a pass play, screenplay," and uh. So I, you know, had it in there, and I was, you know, so proud of all this. And then Seifert calls us at five in the morning, and said the, the dome collapsed. <laughs> Nobody was reading that story. My one of my favorite stories I ever read that no one read because the dome dome collapsed. But yeah, that's it, a it, great story. Yeah, but it, but it's amazing that it's that complicated that it has to be that many words for one play, and then they have to remember them. And every, you know, because everybody has, you know, it's a signal to this guy does this, you do this. Here's our blocking scheme. Um, so when they, when you say it's hard to pick up, and, and Cousins, who's as smart as quarterback as you're going to find, remember last year he was telling us like, 
he's having flashcards and he made the, you know, he had the tape that he listened to in his car on the way home reciting them. It's just, you talk about playing fast. That stuff has to become second nature. And I mean, this doesn't happen overnight, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Chipper. I will see you n- next week. I think we have a Tuesday press conference. If I'm not Ooh, mistaken, you're going to be the there. And GM. Uh, I plan on it. I plan. Lots I will, questions I will be there. There's a lot, lot to ask. A lot, lot, <laughs> lot of queries to ask. Thank you, Chip Scoggins. All right, brother. We'll see you back.